another episode of Two Healthy Chicks. I'm Ayana. And I'm Jenny. And you are listening or potentially watching episode four, where we are wrapping up the mind-body-skin connection. How are you feeling, Jenny? Feeling good. It's a good night. Yeah, yeah. This was um, this was a little bit of a an emotional roller coaster day for me today. Uh, well, we are recording. You may be listening to this a little bit later, but we're recording on my son's would be fifteenth birthday. So you know, a little bit of emotions there. But I will say, everybody on social media today has been just so loving and supportive. For some reason, I just woke up and wanted to flood social media with all of his I pictures. Love that. Like, yeah, I love yeah. that idea. Yeah. It just, I didn't expect it to take the route that it did, but it did. And it <laughs> felt really good. I mean, I literally started at like 4 a.m. this morning when I couldn't sleep. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I just want to thank everyone. It, it really, it made me feel so much better. So, yeah. yeah. But I'm moving on. I'm so on. glad you did that because that gives us the chance that didn't get to know him um, to get to know him. So, thank you for doing that. We appreciate that. Yeah, you know, and that actually felt so good to me. Someone else said that also, um, and I wondered if people were getting tired of seeing so many of his photos. (laughs) I'm telling you, like, I posted at least once or twice an hour today. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I was all over social media. It might might be a rest of the week thing. I'm going to warn you. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) What's in your mug tonight? I am drinking the detox tea. So... Uh Yeah. You know, I felt like I needed to start my hydration routine a little earlier tonight. So I'm with my, oh, and I'm matching. Hey, (laughs) my 28 ounces um, (laughs) has a little bit of everything. And one of them actually we will get into at the end of the show. So there may or may not have been some planning there. I love it. Can't wait. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) So like I said, we are wrapping up. Uh, mind, body, skin, mm-hmm. and the connection between the three. I mean, we've had a really good last couple of episodes. Like last yeah. week was eye-opening, um, definitely for me. And I know a lot of it you've been going through as you go through your journey to healthier mm-hmm. living and just being gluten-free as well as checking labels and things like that. Um, yeah. And for me, like this week, um, again, another little bit of an emotional roller coaster because, you know, I got some news, some medical news about my daughter, which she will be fine, but it is related to like labels and ingredients. And we're yeah. doing a whole shift in this household mm-hmm. as a result. Um, whether or not all doctors want to admit that many of our ailments are related to food, yeah. I don't really need them to co-sign. Thankfully, her specialist mm-hmm. does co-sign, so that's good. Yes, but that is good. <laughs> I digress again. You know, I usually digress, you know. And um, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of like some of those things where we need to be checking labels, we're really going to dive into that a little bit more today. Mm-hmm. Ironically, yeah. it will not be because of what we put in our body, which, you know, that gets so much airplay, you know, our mind, yeah. our body. Yeah. But what about our skin? Yeah. I, I think it's I think it's really interesting because I feel like these are topics that I know were very shocking to me and I didn't understand. I had no concept. I had no idea that these things 
like I just thought you ate just, you know, because it tasted good and you wanted to watch calories so you didn't gain too much weight and that's all there was to eating. Like who knew that it can just affect your body in so many ways in your overall health. And then guess what we're diving into today, the skin. I had no idea. So I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm excited to unpack this together. And we have a really awesome guest too coming up. Um, so it, it's going to be really fun and um, hopefully eye-opening for all of our guests as well. Yeah, I think that a lot of us know that our skin is our largest organ, right? It holds us together. You know, we only technically get one skin, even though it sheds. Um, we still have to take really good care of it. Mm -hmm. And that's part of what we're going to dive into today. Like it breathes in nutrients. Like it does a whole lot more than I think we think of on a daily basis. Um, and just like you were saying, there are some really interesting things when it comes to the skin. Um, it expels waste and toxins. That's what's happening when you sweat, when you're having that really good workout. It's not just because your body got hot. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. you got hot, but it's also, it's it's working and yeah. our constantly working. So needless to say, I think it might be important for us to pay attention to the ingredients, not only in what goes in our body, but what we put on our body. Yeah, for sure. And we're really going to expand on this today. So I'm super excited because I think our guest today is going to be able to speak into this so nicely today. It's pretty amazing. So I am excited to have her on and um, have her hear her insights that she has for us. So Dr. Autumn is a friend of mine and um, she's also my chiropractor. And I want to tell you a little bit about her as an intro. So Dr. Autumn is a chiropractor who focuses on neurological adaptability and structural correction. Direction. She graduated from Palmer College of Chiropractic in 2016 and began working as an associate doctor to get experience. She soon learned that her passion is working with pregnancy, kids, and families. So she dove back into education through the International Chiropractic Pediatric Pediatric Association, or ICPA. Also, she recently started working with a company called BirthFit to better serve women both during pregnancy and postpartum. So as Dr. Autumn grew up, she continually saw members of her family or friends get stuck in this medical cycle, which I think we totally relate to because this is kind of what we've been talking about. And so she saw them, they would go to a doctor, leave with a medication or a referral, and then that medication often wouldn't work, and they would go back and get another med medication or um, a referral, and it just happened over and over and over again. So after a while, Dr. Autumn knew there had to be a better way. So she was fortunate enough to start seeing a chiropractor as a kid, and there was able to see all the amazing ways that chiropractic helped people, which is way beyond back pain, which I'm excited to um, talk a little about as well. So after... Uh, talking to her family chiropractor and um, a bit, she knew that chiropractic was how she wanted to serve people and serving people she is. So I'm excited to bring her on tonight. So welcome, Dr. Autumn. Hi. Hi. Thank you so hey. much for having me. I am yeah. very excited to be here. A little nervous, to be honest. But it's okay. <laughs> thank you so much. I'm, I'm honored. I'm happy to be here and I'm excited to talk about it. Thank you. Yeah, we are so excited to have you here. And I am just really looking forward because you are a wealth of knowledge. So I am really excited to <laughs> tap into that. And I, mean, I have learned so much from you. And I know we're going to get into it later, but I'll just preface and start by saying that, you know, chiropractic, like, you know, how does that relate to the skin? So I, I'm excited to 
to for our listeners to see that connection because Ayana, I know for you, you had said, um, I was very confused. I'm gonna just put it right out there. <laughs> Autumn, like literally, when we were discussing how we were going to tailor this show, um, Jenny recommended, and I was like, but she's in chiropractic medicine. What what am I missing here? And you know, she 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 just broke it down for me. So I am really excited because I would love to see the connection. I'm like very intrigued. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think one of the biggest things is um, as a chiropractor, people always just connect it with headaches or back pain or whatnot, and. The thing with chiropractic is it has more to do with your nervous system, like your brain, your brain stem, your spinal cord, and how it controls everything. And it controls literally everything. So we learn so much more than just pain and headaches. So um, I'm excited to kind of speak to the other parts of health too that we we all learn about. Yeah, Thanks. that's awesome. So so let's do it. Let's dive in. Let's start with the skin. Um, so so let's let's talk about the skin. So Ayana started us with it. And so there's so much more to the skin than we realized than I even knew. I mean, I know it's a reflector of what's going on inside. It holds us together, but it does so much more. So enlighten us with what what do we not know about the skin, Dr. Autumn? <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna go like super in depth, but I think um what we all need to know is the skin is made up of many layers. Um, there's two main layers um, of the several that are there. So we have like our, we have our epidermis, which is kind of the outside layer. And it has more of your keratin in it, more of your protection and a little bit more like waterproofing. So it keeps like water out or keeps water in. Um, so that's actually the difference between like the skin in your mouth, how it stays kind of wet versus the skin outside. So there's one, the skin in your mouth doesn't have keratin. So that's kind of a big difference that people can notice. Um, but the other layer, your dermis is a little bit thicker. And that's the one that's going to play a bigger role in stuff that we're talking about today. So it has a lot more of blood vessels and glands and lymph tissue. It does a lot more of the absorption of things. And it's the part that we think of when we think of like, wrinkles or elasticity or um like sad now you're talking <laughs> yeah so the dermis is the one that um most people think of when we think of like beauty or skin products or absorption um and that's the really the heavy hitter in terms of how it affects our health in the way that our skin absorbs things that we put on it Nice. Yes. So it, I mean, I know that it's been said and it has been very well established that 60% of what we put on our skin is absorbed within 26 seconds. Um, and that was mind blowing for me when I learned that a few months ago. And with that in mind, the skin is often used as a conduit for medicine. So, you know, if you think about it that way, it makes perfect sense that what we're putting on our skin is reaching our blood system, our organs. Um, for instance, like, um, nicoderm and cigarette, like smoking cessation patches and lidocaine patches, like to address pain. So that would speak to exactly what you're mentioning. Yeah. And they, like, there's other topical things that we probably all have in our house that we don't even think of either. Like, let's say like a Bengay 
Um, there is a lot of creams and stuff that's used to decrease inflammation, kind of help cells heal faster. Um, and so we always think about that, like, oh, of course, this is going to help. I'll just put it on my skin. But we never really think about everything else that we put on our skin every single day in terms of like the lotions and co cosmetics and shampoos, especially with women. It can be such a problem with the stuff that's put in it. Um, and I'm, I'm very happy that we're going to talk about that. Yeah, no, I mean, so, so that just brings up, then there's obviously a lot of things, a lot of ingredients, right, that we don't want in our products, that we don't want going onto our skin, into our skin, into our body, right? So what kinds of issues have you seen um, be, because of these kinds of ingredients? What, what, what problems can they cause? Yeah, I mean, the biggest one that we're seeing over and over and over are like fertility issues in both women and men and it's okay back up common yeah fertility issues based on what we are putting on our skin yeah you just say that <laughs> yeah so they're endo they're called endocrine disruptors is kind of the big label that we put on them but basically these chemicals they can be natural which is crazy but most of them that we come in contact with are man-made um and so they're in literally everything from the plastics that we store our food in to the liners of the metal, like metal food cans. It's in like Ziploc bags, our vinyl flooring, our shower curtains, our shampoos, our toothpaste, our lotions. They're literally in everything. And these, they're called endocrine disruptors because they mimic the hormones in our endocrine system. So they mimic these hormones. They either like kind of replace them and how they bind to our bodies or they can like block them so that they don't work as well. And the crazy thing with hormones is you only need like the tiniest bit to change everything else. So when you are doing like hormone replacement therapy or hormone like therapies of any kind, they always start really, really small. It's a little bit at a time because it can make a massive difference. And so with these endocrine disruptors, a lot of times they don't actually break down in the environment. So they kind of linger in our bodies and some of them like get stored in fat cells and they kind of just get stuck. And so then when you take a tiny bit over and over and over, like accumulating mm -hmm. in the body, it's a really, really big problem. Um, yeah, so fertility issues are wow. huge. Um, but we're also seeing that it's causing more immune system problems like autoimmunity hmm. um, because your hormones and your gut and your health and your immune system are super intertwined. Um, and then even things like developmental issues with like kids, like brain development, like behavioral development, there's so many things that we're starting to learn that really just starts to blow your mind. Wow. Like, <laughs> it's just, I'm sitting here, you know, um, again, that, that mix of emotions, because last yeah. week we talked about those ingredients and it's just, it's speaking to me and resonating so much because that medical issue that I mentioned with my daughter is the fact that she's going through advanced puberty at such a young age. And you just talked about development mm -hmm. and I am yep. so convinced this yeah. has played a huge role in it. And that's why we're, we're making so many changes at home as far as our diet. And thankfully, like I'm really 
extremely blessed. Again, going off on a tangent, but we're so blessed. She will literally try anything when it comes to food. <laughs> She's so, amazing. I, mean, I, mean, <laughs> I truly am blessed in that department, but it's just infuriating, you know, because at mm. the end of the day, are we supposed to check everything all the time? Like, where where's our protection? Where's yeah. our protection? I agree. We shouldn't have to. Um, and the other countries don't have to. Like the European Union, um, yeah. they ban so many things because they know it's bad for health. And once we start going through this, like I think everybody will question, just like you've started with your family, like how in the world is this even legal? Like how is this yeah. familiar for these yeah. things keep mm -hmm. coming through when there's so much science to back up um, how toxic it is? So, okay, so let's get into some specifics then. So here I am, I'm a mom. So I'm new to all of this and you're telling me a bit overwhelmed here <laughs> from yeah. what I'm hearing, you know, so tell me what do I need to look for? What should I be avoiding? So let's give our top four ingredients to avoid. And I know for me, I'll start with, um, the the first one, and I'm not saying this is in any particular order, it's just you know, for the four big ones, um, is petrolatum and mineral oil. And this was truly shocking to me. Th this was the, my first hearing about this and um, mainly because it is in everything. And, and, and I remember hearing about basically, I mean, you can look up the, the story, but it just, it, mineral oil is a derivative of oil. It's, it's, it's through the refining of oil is how Vaseline started and, and mineral oil is refined even more. And that that's what it is. So it is a toxin. It is not something, and it is used for Vaseline. It is in, um, that's how, um, mascara for um, uh, Mabel, uh, Maybelline um, started. Um, so it's in a lot of products now. And I remember my friend who was telling me about this said, go look at everything underneath your sink, all your lotions, all your everything. I'm like, okay, every single thing, mineral oil. <laughs> it, it's just, it's, it's, it's shocking to me. Yeah, especially like when you start trying to find products that don't have this stuff in them. <laughs> It's a challenge. Um, so it's nice when you find like brands um, that you can just trust the entire thing. So once we'll get to that at the end, I know kind of give people more choices, but um, it's this stuff is in it. It's literally in everything. Yeah. yeah. Another one of those ingredients is parabens. So this is commonly found in deodorants. Check your cabinets. <laughs> um, but it's parabens are linked to breast cancer. So how many times are we saying that? Like over the last three episodes, how many times are we mm -hmm. saying it's linked to breast cancer? It's linked to cancer. Like it's mm -hmm. just, okay, yes, parabens. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a big one in terms of these um, endocrine disruptors. This actually mimics estrogen. Um, so even, mm -hmm. and this is going to hit home a little more for you, like learning about your daughter then and like puberty and stuff like mimicking estrogen is a big deal. Um, it affects puberty. It affects like weight gain. It affects how a woman could become pregnant, her fertility. It affects so many things. And with parabens though, so what it's used for is actually to inhibit the growth of bacteria and fungus and microbes. So like it makes sense why it would be in stuff, but at the same time, there's other ways to go about it. So mm -hmm. other um, more expensive have, ways. Yeah. yeah. And so when you have this accumulation of a paraben, um, again, especially in women, it can start to change a lot of stuff. And then, 
Um, so they did this study with pregnant with pregnant women specifically um, and lotions. And so a lot of women, when they're pregnant, they use lotion like for skin and stretch marks and you get mm -hmm. like itchy and scratchy and dry skin and all that stuff. Yep. <laughs> very, very common. And I don't even have kids. And I <laughs> you're, you're preaching it though. You're speaking it. <laughs> for, for women to use lotion, pregnant or not. But they did this study with pregnant women. And they looked at women who used lotion versus who did it during pregnancy. And the women who used lotion had 216% more parabens in their bodies. Uh, it's mind-blowing. 16%? Mm -hmm. Just That's And they were just looking at the amount of lotion that they were using, right? And I'm sure, depending on how the study was done, um, I haven't looked at all the details, but the women could still be using other things like shampoos and cosmetics right. and they all have parabens in them too. And the scary thing about a paraben is it can actually cross the placenta. So mm. when you are pregnant and then you're using these, they can cross the placenta and it can have direct impact on the fetus and its exposure and it's like brain development and it's nervous system development. And that in itself should be enough to like ban them. But again, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, the same lotions that are like right next to the stroller in the baby store and the diapers and like all of the marketing and placement. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. Again, yeah. it, it comes back to just all the more important to have these conversations and why we are doing this to as we learn more to to share more, to let people know. And yeah. I mean, in that same vein, so then there's phthalates as well. So phthalates are pretty similar, right, to parabens? Yeah, they are. Um, they're also like estrogen mimicking, um, but these ones actually work. So estrogen and testosterone, um, they're kind of obviously like we think of them as men and women, um, but they women have testosterone, too. Men have mm -hmm. estrogen, too. So they have we just have massive di different levels of them. Um, but with phthalates, so these are in more like plastics and stuff. And they're in like the vinyl flooring and your shower curtains. They're in a lot of like fragrant fragrances. Mm -hmm. um, but with phthalates themselves, they actually block testosterone. So these have a bigger impact on men. Um, so they can change the way that testosterone works by blocking it. And it can then change things like a lower sperm count. It can make sperm less mobile. It can have birth defects in male reproductive system. It can cause thyroid irregularities or obesity. Um, again, more with men because the way it works, but it's, it's also a huge issue. And that's kind of why I said we're seeing fertility problems with men and women because these have the same effect on men. Um, but even women, if you don't have the right levels of testosterone, it's also going to mess you up too. So there's there's mm -hmm. kind of a give and take. Unreal. <laughs> okay. so, you know, now that we're all nice and frustrated, <laughs> um, we are going to go to break. Um, and when we come back, there's one more ingredient that I know you guys wanted to discuss. Um, so we'll we'll touch on that in the next um, segment. But we will, you know, talk about things that you should look for and kind of give it a more sunny disposition now that we're all nice and agitated. <laughs> you are listening to Two Healthy Chicks on SME Enlightenment Radio. Stick with us. We'll be right back.